0: Auto Trader makes buying a car easier than ever. How? With the largest inventory of new and used vehicles, AutoTrader lets you shop for cars by monthly payment. So you know what you'll pay before you buy. And you know the prices are good because they're backed by Kelly Blue Book. Finally, it's easy. Start shopping at autotrader.com slash finally it's easy. You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of... This place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Good afternoon, listeners. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. It's a hot day here today. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah, it's already 80 degrees. It's uh, uh, around 11, 1130, expecting it to be in the mid to upper 80s. And, yeah, it's not even St. Patrick's Day. So, I won't go over the implications of that or anything like that. It's just hot. Tomorrow is supposed to be nice and cool. We... It's weird. We we dream about cool weather down here. I'm sure it's the same in different places too. Right? When you're up... I remember up in... Uh, up north, we always hoped for... In August, we always dreamt of... The early fall. When you're sweltering through that 90-something degree heat. A funny thing, since we're talking about that... Uh, recently... A gentleman stopped in who's from my neck of the woods. He's originally from Buffalo area, but he's lived 30 years in Philadelphia. And I haven't seen him for two years. And he came into the catch. And we started talking and he says, you may not remember me, but I was here one time about two years ago. And then I look at him and I said, I remember you. And I did. Because we had an extensive conversation about things that were uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and it and this guy, regular white guy, lives downtown Philadelphia. Uh, I, the reason I said regular white guy, meaning, I get so many times that people come into the catch, and when I tell them I'm originally from Philadelphia, they go, "Oh, I guess you're glad you can't left there. I'm glad you. You know what? I'm going to show a little love. I love Philadelphia. I still love Philadelphia. The reason I left Philadelphia was for a, a change of status. I was, I was, my, my marriage was falling apart I got separated. And I moved down to Keys and I found, uh, a, I made a better life for myself down here. It's probably the best way to do it. But if I hadn't m- made a better life for myself anywhere, I'd be there. I certainly would be in Philadelphia. I did not have a problem with Philadelphia. Every place has its positives and negatives, and sometimes it's easier, more apparent to see them. Meaning, obviously, you're in the Keys, and you got a beautiful tropical weather and uh, subtropical weather and things like that. But in Philadelphia, maybe you think it's a little gloomy or a little hot. But there are beautiful days there. It's a, a beautiful area. I liked. I love Philadelphia. And this gentleman came in. We just talked about what well, we like, and the guys lived there for thirty years. I just don't get this thing where you automatically shit on the place you used to live. You know that goes into your making, who you are, what you are. You should be proud of where you f- are from. And and just rejecting that, that's like rejecting your family and your friends and everything that made. You who you are, unless you're not happy with who you are, and I'm I'm getting happier with who I am the more I age, which is a good process, you know, to become more than the 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 opposite, like or guess it's feeling the same, or the opposite would be feeling less as you mature. So I really enjoy that when I run into people like that. So, I'm going to veer off uh, the topic for a moment. I just want to make sure that we talk about uh, Ukraine. The war is still going on there. I get a lot of people still coming into uh, the restaurant and they they are buying the uh, Russian version of it. Russian version of what's going on over there. They're buying the right-wing talking points. And I hate to say it, they are. And I had several guys, uh, guys that were similar to me in skin pigment, size, and things like that, and they're regulars, and they're sitting there talking, and they're talking about... Uh, they're talking to the Russian talking points. And... I don't understand why they're like that. Why they would take one of our adversaries' point of views against someone we're more closely aligned with? Why would you take someone your advers? I'd say had to say. I didn't say opponent. I didn't say enemy. I say an adversary on the world stage. That's Russia, and they they started doing that. And I overheard them, and I'm. They saw me, and they know, they've seen my activity on Facebook. I'm very pro-Ukrainian, uh, anti-Russian aggression, not anti-Russian people, anti-Russian leadership, anti-Russian aggression. So they they knew that, and I guess they were trying to egg me on, and they said, I guess you're surprised by what we have to say. And they said, nope. I said, well, what do you have to say? And I said, I don't have anything to say. And they go, why not? And I said, well, I was a history major. And he said, well, what does that have to do with anything? And then I explained to him, I said, listen, I realize that in almost every conflict that we've been in, there were a sizable American minority that sided with, and I said it to them directly, I said, with our enemies and or or, or or eventual enemies. And I explained World War II. World War II, there were people that bought into the German narrative of why the war was starting. And they, they may have had a predisposition to agree with them. Maybe they agreed with some of their authoritarian views. I mean, I'm sure there were people in the beginning that just knew Facile on top of it and said, well, they seem to really have their shit together over in Germany when they were over there in 36 for the Olympics the German, Germany-hosted Olympics. These 36 or 38. But it, I think it was 36. And Hitler used it as an opportunity to display the best version. So the clean streets, the organization, the nice flags. Oh, look at the flags with all those interesting lines. It's like a cross with the little hand coming out. You know? Well, they hid the seedy part where, you know, you said, you know, the anti-Semitic... Uh, you know, white superiority thing or the Aryan superiority thing, they skipped all that stuff. And that was a later where the people, you know, there was probably a sizable amount, 30% of American Republic in uh, the 30s may have thought, hey, you know, Germany seems to get in their act together and stuff like that. And then as time went on, they started realizing, most of them realized, but there's always a few. And I don't want to call them bad apples, it's just that who knows why they agree with that, those people. Anybody with an authoritarian bent, they may have not had enough discipline in their life when they were younger, or they had too much discipline. Maybe they were abused, and maybe said, well, this is what I'm more comfortable with. So, siding with, I told the guys, I said, siding, I'm not really surprised that, I didn't go through the whole story of this. I said there was just a sizable minority that sided with the Germans. And they said, well, what do you have to say about that? And I said, well, when you're listening to, you call it propaganda, you call CNN propaganda, I'm sure MSNBC, probably BBC. it's very interesting that they would only get their news from one state-controlled source of news. And that would be... um, the RT network, the Russian, they they close all independent news sources in Russia. I'm not talking about foreign news, they're independent domestic sources. So, you 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 take it from no no, we get it from American sources. I said American sources that get their information from theirs. And that's not independent. No one views Fox or Newsmax as independent. Not all Fox. I'd say 80% of the Fox network is probably pro-Ukrainian. The only thing you have next is Newsmax and whatever Trump won or anything that's supported by people that have a more of a bent towards, and I hate to say it, you're starting to skew to white supremacy. It just seems like when you're supporting him, you're kind of giving that symbol to you know, support the white supremacy. So, I'm supporting Ukraine. I know Ukraine, um, just like any other group of people, when they come out and they said they may have done a lot, and they certainly did a lot of horrible things in the past, just like almost any country, but right now we're talking about the present. And in the present, this is happening. And you'll be... You can only address things in the present. You can't address them in the future. You can prepare for the future. You can address the past. You can redress the past. But you can only really act in the present. And in the present, some horrible things are happening. And uh, you've heard me before. There's Save the Children. There's Save the Children Ukraine and Save the Children International. You can donate to them or... Doctors Without Borders, for those people that are for peace, I understand. It's hard to be very peaceful right now, though, when there's foreign troops on your soil attacking hospitals, schools, uh, civilians, and, you know, surrounding large urban centers that aren't fully evacuated. And they're not fully evacuated, uh, partially because not everyone's leaving because they want to fight. Another reason is, those corridors that they negotiated for evacuation have been bombed frequently. So, we'll be seeing a big change probably in the next week or so. I predicted a couple weeks ago that Russia's going to be surprised by this. There's nothing like a determined domestic insurgency to put a pin in your balloon of confidence, which was... A fragile balloon of confidence. They may try to bomb the shit out of them. They may, they may even attempt to use chemical weapons, chemical biological weapons. They're using the narrative that what the U.S. had a project to disable and clean up after uh, chemical and biological weapons, of facilities in in the Ukraine. It's the way they. Um, it's an international fund to clean up. Former Soviet uh, research centers and storage lockers for those type of weapons. So the 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 Russians are starting to say, "Oh, well, the U.S. are developing chemical weapons with the Ukrainians." Yeah, yeah, that's what the first thing we're going to do instead of getting them in NATO is to go there and do that, develop chemical and biological weapons. Now, trust me, when America develops special weapons and things like that, they want to keep it on their soil. If they were to do that. So, enough of that today. Let's get back to the bar scene. So, recently, you've heard me talk about, yes, it's been busy, 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 down in the Keys. We've had the end of bite. Week up in Daytona, so we had a lot of come down and kind of we had, we've been having busy weekends and, you know, pretty good weekdays. And a lot of people down here, a lot of our regulars are complaining about the congestion down here. But we are a small, small island, if you think about it. The chain of over 120 miles. If you talk from the mainland down, if you count from Ocean Reef down, it's over 120 miles of Keys. Forty-three bridges, right? Forty-three bridges. That's a lot, and one main road, two lanes south of mile marker ninety. So, over one three quarters of our lifeline is two, two lanes. If you make an exception for a Marathon, which is four lanes in Marathon, but it's those. Expanded uh, roadways up in Key Largo, like I said, there's four lanes from ninety to uh, we get to the until you get up the island. It's really interesting. I'm going to talk about this real quick. I know you may have heard it several times. Overseas Highway Route One, that's what it's called, goes from Maine all the way down to the Key West. Now. When it leaves the Route 1, when it leaves the mainland and goes to what we call the Overseas Highway, or the Stretch, we call the Stretch, when it leaves the mainland, it becomes a two-lane highway. One lane north, one lane south. With passing lanes mixed twice in there, where they put four lanes in so slower traffic can go around faster traffic. I won't go through the nuances of how fucked up that is. Okay. So, it goes, the entrance is effectively one lane, two lanes going in with another highway, another road called Cart Sound Road going further north and feeding it. But once you get into the Keys proper, it becomes four lanes, four approximately nine, 18 miles, let's say 18 miles. And it becomes a two-lane road, a slow two-lane road. If you consider people coming off and going on, waiting to make left turns and things like that, it's a very slow progression, even though a lot of the highway is anywhere from 45 to 55 miles per hour, the speed limit is many times during a peak and slightly off-peak, you're, you're barely making that, especially when you make the transition from mile marker 90. So, I don't know, you know, when people complain about the traffic down here, there's no alternate routes. So, when people are leaving and when they're coming in, there's high volumes. So, there's nothing you can do about that. Just with the people that live here, the roads are going to be busy at rush hour meaning the morning rush hour, especially when schools are open and we got the buses stopping and things like that, which I'm happy for. I think it's great. I'm not pissed when there's a bus in front of me, but it stops all lanes of traffic because they don't pull off the highway. So everything stops on the highway when school's starting and then at the end of the day. So it's usually tie-ups. Now multiply that with the tourist and then you see what happens. But for people like me, in the service industry, when they see lots of vehicles and things like that, a lot of times you think, wow, well, that's good. I have an opportunity here. Opportunity to make money. And also, you know, with my signing, a lot of stuff I do with note, my notary side job. I have a notary, small notary company, which people say, "What's a, what the fuck is a notary? Well, a notary is someone that checks to see if they're they're issued commissions from the state they reside in to assure that the person that's signing the document is the person signing the document. And they stamp it, giving their authorization, saying this person, they're certifying a signature. That's what they're doing. Some people get kind of screwed up when you think about news. You're certifying a document. No, we don't. You can have your real signature on a fake document all I'm, all I'm authorizing is that is your signature. So if you have a real document with someone else signing and it's not certified or notarized, then that's the thing. So I'm, I don't want to spend too much time. But I also do loan signings where there's like upwards of 50 different uh, places to sign. Not all those need to be notarized, but you got to go through it. And that's what they use. A notary sometimes, they're called loan signing agents, would do it when they do that. And also notaries can do wedding solemnizations. I mean, wedding ceremonies. They can officiate in Florida. So with that being said, I created a company to do all those things. Now, primarily the biggest thing I do is just signatures. Second biggest thing I do is loan documents. Third is weddings. Third is weddings. Now, the fourth thing I like to do is work with law firms. And they say, what are you going to do with law firms? Well, they need to have a trusted source for someone to get affidavits signed. A lot of times they like to send their own people, which I understand. They get a lot of money for it and things like that. But sometimes, you know, small law officers, things like that, they like to have someone, a trusted source in a location so, it's a, hey, he's down there already. We worked with him several times. Let's get him to get the signatures, which I'm perfectly fine to do and like to get paid well process. So, when that happens, when there's a lot of people down here and stuff, I that, it. The, the roundabout says, there's a lot of people down here. I make money bartending. I make money doing that. I don't make any extra money doing my uh, spin class because I have more people, but I enjoy like, getting more people into the class because it adds a different sort of energy to that. So I don't see a a crowded road as a bad thing all the time. But I also like it when it does slow down and people say, well, do you make less money? I say, well, I hustle my other jobs then. And then I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, the ease of travel, being able to get around. I can do more things that entail travel and time. Take more time home. But the thing that really I miss when it's not busy is the assortment of people. And you see, I don't know. I've said it before, but I, maybe I shouldn't say it so often. When I call people characters, they say, he's a character. You know, that that's kind of a neutral or a negative thing from calling someone a character because you want to say they're a great person they're a good person interesting flamboyant interesting person good person yeah I, I like that great great guy great lady isn't that much better than saying they're a character well there's flat out people we get nutty people that come in nutty people and the other night I had one come in. He he orders his drink, he sits at the bar. And he I think he unpacks and packs his backpack where he has cigarettes in it. And every time he has a cigarette, he unpacks his own pack, brings out the cigarettes, takes a cigarette out, walks outside with his beer, and he hung around. He looks like he was trying to use his um, <clears throat> his phone, using our Wi-Fi, watching, he has his headphones on, set up his phone, drinking his beer. And it, this is on Thursday night. And did I do, I don't know if I did a show. Did I do a show yesterday? So he's watching that stuff. And I may have talked about this yesterday. But at towards the end of the night, most people get, some people don't get the signs that you're ready to go. Maybe they're desperately lonely, and I'm sorry about that. I really am sorry about that. Um, but there's better places for that. There's churches. There's there's groups that can join. You can join activities. But hanging out in a the bar, then when it's closed, it's you. It's a recipe for you getting asked to leave. So it's about approximately about an hour after we have closed our kitchen, and we we tend to see you know when. You, you have like six, seven people in there and one person spending one hour on a beer, you got to show them and say, you're buying one beer every hour, a $5 beer, does not defray the cost of keeping people there. We need to have 20 people doing that stuff to defray the cost and that doesn't even necessarily mean that you're going to defray the cost. And you want, actually, you want to try to manage the hours that your employees are working for several reasons. First, to keep your overhead down. And second, to keep them fresh. Especially before a busy weekend, if you're going to have a busy weekend. So, with that, he's doing that, he's watching that, and... It, he, and there's people at the bar going, I'm not really comfortable with that guy. I think he's going to pull something out of that bag every time he does that. I said, well, he's unpacked the bag three times already to have three cigarettes. I don't think he's going to, in the end, do that. So towards the end, I go up to him and say, we're closing shortly. Okay. He said, and he had a beer for about an hour. It's 45 minutes after our kitchen closed. And he says, can I get another one? And I said you're uh, two-thirds through the beer you got 45 minutes ago. So if I give you another one, it looks like you'll be here till 11, two hours after. And uh, no. I mean, I was just like, and, and no. And he looked at me and said, okay. So we stayed another 15 minutes with that one-third of the beer without touching it. And I realized, I go to him, I said, listen, I see what's happening. You're just going to maybe wait till 11 with the one third of the beer but I said you you can have it outside or finish it or something like that but there is no we're we're going to be going in a couple minutes please finish up and he's watching his video and I was kind of sad about that and then I was also thinking about you know he was unique he wasn't certainly wasn't the most crazy we had. We had some, we had other crazy people. But I always wonder why, when someone wants to be slightly off kilter or off, do they use the persona of being difficult or causing a disruption in some place? And that's normally the thing you get. We get a couple crazy people, regulars, and they're kind of amusing. And I hate to say people say, there's nothing amusing about mental illness. When you have to sit and watch it, you either have to find it amusing or you're going to be crying all the time. Right? You cannot fix everyone. You want to help. You want to help out, which we had more mental health facilities or outreach centers for it. But otherwise you're either going to be crying all the time or you're going to sit back and say, oh, this is interesting. This thing is happening. And a lot of times, I, I, don't, I don't pretend to know an in-depth knowledge of schizophrenia, uh, any, any social issues or anything like that. But I do know that there used to be Portrayed, at least in, in movies from years ago, people used to ha- have different types of disorders where they would pretend to be someone else. And you'll always hear great stories. That was Anna Delphi, the one that pretended to be a, a, a Russian or German uh, you know, uh, royalty or something like that. Why can't they pretend to be Napoleon or Jesus? Putin, someone like that, and say, I am this person. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, have those con artists that pretend to be other people. Pretend to, you get a lot of guys that pretend to be like they used to be in the military of special forces. Everyone was special forces. Everyone who had ever been in the military was always in the shit. Right? Whenever I talk about myself, I just say, I don't say any of that. I've never been in any shit. Mainly, I would spend most of my time in the reserves, though. Right? So, I can say that. And there's a lot of guys. There's there's decent people that do that. I mean, decent number of people that do it. And then there's other people that were really in the shit. They don't like talking about it a lot of times. Some of them will. uh, But it upsets them. But there's other people that do talk about it. And they're gilding the lily, to put it nicely. So, if you want to pretend to be someone interesting, pretend to be a Russian oligarch, or the new Dalai Lama, whatever, the Lama. One of those ones where they say, oh yes, when I was a child uh, of, of seven, they brought me into a room with seven random objects, and had me go up and explain what the meaning of these objects were, and they were to belong to the last llama. And so I proved that I was the reincarnation of this particular llama. That would be, like, fascinating. Whether it was true or not, I love hearing a good story like that. Or, oh yes, I have been up on the blue horizon. You know, one of, I think it's, that's Jeff Bezos's uh horrible penis ship call it the penis ship because the 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 spaceship that he built looks like a penis which you you figured you'd probably stay away from that stuff since the uh, Austin Powers movies and because they showed it there and I guess Jeff Bezos got inspiration from it where other people say well when you're building that make sure you don't put those uh, fuel pods on the side that look like big balls That'll make it look like a penis. But Jeff Bezos goes, yes, that's exactly what I need. No. I love crazy people like that. I love and say, oh, I'm a, I'm a, my parents are billionaires and things like that. And he said, yes, I grew up on yachts and private schools. I had nannies and security guards and many, many hot air balloons. Because I'd throw that out randomly. They're hot air balloons. What does that have to do with being a billionaire? For some reason, this person will tie it in and make it interesting. I love an interesting, crazy person. But most of them aren't. Most of them are something like this. I'm going to go and I'm going to drink a lot and puke on the floor. Because I I don't drink that often. And I decided today to drink a lot. I'm not talking about people with drinking problems. I'm talking about people that just don't know how to act when they go out. We never get those socially adept, crazy people. You know? You know, and say, oh, this is charming, and all of a sudden they go, Oh, but I have to go. I'm on a secret mission. There's a good one. That'd be a good one. Or say, hey, listen, I'm not sure, but I got it from good word that I'm I'm a Roman Catholic. I'm probably one of the top three people to be the next Pope. After Francis, because they know I'm Catholic, I put my I put my uh, I let the the cardinals know if they need a pope, I'm there for you. And they don't. You don't have to be a priest to become a pope, right? All they do is promote you up to cardinal and then make you bishop of Rome. Bingo, bango, Pope Stanley. That would be a good one. I mean, good movie. Some some guys say, "Hey, listen, I just figured I put my name into it." Yeah, I'm I'm somewhat moderate. I'd like to do the guitar masses again. That would be that would be a fascinating thing. So we say the the whole agenda is saying, if I was pope, I'd bring back the guitar mass. Yes, every one every one of those we're going to sing "Blowing in the Wind" at the end. That was one of the songs. Okay, well, I'm going to start wrapping it up. We did enough. That weird stuff today. Oh, while I have it in here, I ran into one of our old friends, our my former co-host, Bill Wissinger of Cody James and the Key Bellies. Key is a band here. And I was talking to Cody. They played last night. They did kind of like an acoustic set. They are wonderful. I uh, spitballed a couple ideas with Cody. And we were talking about, like, I would like to make this more of a... Uh, well, I still do the same thing I do during the week, but then on the weekends do a special show. There's more of a variety show where I bring them, bring music, musicians, and local Keys people into it, but uh, keeping the character of the show. Um, if you'd like to give me a little feedback about that, that'd be great. You know where to send the email to Uh I'm going to end it with talking about a friend of mine from the program. Right? I'm in AA, and sometimes I run into people uh, AA that uh, if you're not familiar with AA, I'm talking about Alcoholics Anonymous. There's a lot of 12-step programs out there. There's Overeaters Anonymous. There's Narcotics Anonymous. There's Al-Anon uh, for people that are associated with people that have uh, alcohol or narcotics problem. Uh, there's Alateen, the children of alcoholics. And uh, sometimes especially in smaller towns just as we're in Key Largo we have a beautiful clubhouse there that we meet and some of the people that go I'm not talking about who, who he is and a lot of, there's a lot of people there I'm not giving out names um, I was talking to this person and I ran into him at one meeting and I haven't seen him there in a while but we run into each other outside all the time so we talk, we have our little meetings together and it's interesting it's whether it, it's not necessarily an, a 12 step issue or not, but it is an issue. So the guy's similar to me, same age and he start he ran into a, a beautiful woman about let's say 12, 13 years younger than him. and he develops. Um, originally, he likes the person. He said, "Oh, they're fun. They're an attractive person." But the guy's married, and he starts developing a crush for her. He just starts fantasizing, even though he's behaving rightly, he behaves rightly, but he keeps on pushing the limits and stuff like that. And he asked me my opinion: what should, What would you do? He says. You know, it's always nice to be liked by someone, especially someone younger. And I said, you know, in the end, you got to feel comfortable with yourself. And as long as you're not selfish and you love your partner, just do the right thing. Do the right, next right thing. Don't do the thing that you, you know, because obviously we're all controlled by urges and stuff like that. And in this particular instance, Instance, um, they originally had a narcotics problem they don't have anymore. I said, You don't act on those urges anymore, do you? Why don't you act on that? Because it's detrimental to my well being. Even though, short term, it would provide me with a boost of ecstasy, let's say, with the opportunity. And I said, Yeah, you just. That's, that's the reason why you should not act sometimes. That's the reason why you should not act. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And at the end, how you're going to feel. Play the tape forward. That's what we call that there. Play the tape forward. If you're act, if you going to act like something, if you're going to do something, think about the consequences that will follow. Good or bad. Good or bad. So you can take it for anything like when I'm contemplating going to eat something right now. And then people say, well, I really would like to eat some bacon. People say, yeah, but I'm watching my cholesterol. And if I eat a lot of bacon, I usually my stomach gets upset. And I know if I cook it, I'm going to cook a whole bunch of it and I'm going to eat it, almost all of it, and not feel well. And I'll be shit the rest of the day. So... That's why I'm not going to cook a pound of bacon today. Because I'm not one to cook a half half, uh, package of bacon. It's a pain in the ass. Because I can just make it, and I can make a sandwich. I just tell myself, well, I'll make the whole package, and then i have two days' worth of BLTs. No, what most likely will happen is I'll cook a pound of bacon, eat the eggs and the bacon, and the bacon will be sitting there looking at me, saying, eat me, eat me, eat me, and I'll eat it. Which, it's really not a pound of bacon anymore because you pour off like, like six ounces of grease. So it's like ten ounces. But, neither here nor there. We're not. This show's not about Keys bacon or anything like that. I do appreciate you for listening. Um, if you do like to uh, donate to uh, Ukraine... In its fight against uh, the Russian aggression and Putin, please do. And I send my best to those people. From Poland. Oh, and um, my friend is uh, still uh, uh, friendly with that other person that they met, but they kept a healthy relationship. And, you know, he's been. I told him, I said, "Be careful with the dance you're doing." You know, be careful with that dance. And with that, I like to end the show and. Wishing all my friends near and far, the ones that are traveling for work, hope they have a great time. The people that are staying home, don't get too bored. Oh, and my nephew Bartek, who took, went back to Poland, went back to Poland yesterday, and he's flying into Warsaw, and then driving, uh, getting driven five, six hours back to Southeastern Russia, near the Ukrainian border. I wish him well. Uh, he, He texts Abby. It's actually Abby's nephew, but he texts Abby saying he misses us already. And we told him he could stay here as long as he wants to, if he wants to, next time. So thank you very much. This is Jim the Keys bartender signing off. Have a great day. place you've always wanted to try while well you're there sharing plates with just one bite or on second thought maybe not sharing it's that good when you're with amex it's not if it's going to happen but when american express don't live life without it welcome to total wine and more i want something fun in the sun you'll love this sparkling wine wow great price find what you love love what you find at total wine and more drink responsibly b21